Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. So, this is Trinity Sunday, and in order to get a handle on what the Trinity really means, I want to remind you or tell you about a scene from a movie. And the scene takes place in a military courtroom. And there's a Navy lawyer who's played by Tom Cruise. And he's questioning a Marine Corps general played by Jack Nicholson. And the lawyer is really grilling the general. And finally, the general says, you want answers? And the lawyer shouts out, I want the truth. And then comes that famous line. And if you know it, I invite you to say it along with me. The general says, you can't handle the truth. Well, Jack Nicholson may not have known it, but he was actually quoting Jesus when he said that. You remember at the Last Supper, Jesus is with the disciples, and it's really heavy because the disciples are confused, they're afraid, and so Jesus finally says to them, I have many things to tell you, but you cannot handle them now. So I'm quoting Jack Nicholson and Jesus this morning on this Trinity Sunday because it's also hard for you and me to handle the truth on this special Sunday. It's really hard to handle the truth about the Holy Trinity. It's really hard to get a handle on what it means to be one and to be three at the same time. Now lots of people over the years have tried to give some analogies of the Trinity to help us understand it. And every single one of these analogies leads to some sort of a heresy. I mean, for instance, there's the analogy of water, which can come in three forms, you know, ice, liquid, and steam. Um, Another analogy is an egg, comes in three forms, yolk, uh, egg white, and shell. Another analogy might be a a man coming in three forms, sort of son, husband, and father. My favorite is the three-in-one shampoo, um, which comes in three forms, body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. And whether it's modalism or Arianism or partialism, and I memorized these three words just to impress you, um, it's always a heresy, using one of these analogies. So if any of you comes up to Jacob uh, after the service today and says to him, hey, I think I really understand the Trinity, then you are probably a heretic. But if you let the questions and the tensions just kind of remain and live with them, then you're probably orthodox. A wise friend of mine says, rather than trying to explain the Trinity, let's simply experience it. And I think that's wise, because no matter how confusing this doctrine of three and one and one and three may be, the purpose of the Trinity is very clear. The purpose is to tell us that God is available. The purpose of the Holy Trinity is to have you and me know that God is available to enter into our experience. Now, there is one portion 
of the lessons for this Trinity Sunday that really speaks to this good news. So let me ask you, quite literally, to take up your program right now and to turn to the first reading. And I'd like you to look at the page that has the first reading on it. And I'd like you to look at the word Genesis. Genesis 1-1, etc. Now, if you're looking right now at that word Genesis, look above that word. And above it, there's about a quarter of an inch of white space. And that quarter inch of white blank space is our text from Scripture this morning for understanding what the Trinity is about and how God enters into our experience. And let me tell you how. You and I tend to limit our thinking back just to the beginning of time. But that's wrong. Because when God was asked to define himself, you remember he said, before Abraham was, I am. And that's just another way for God to say, before anything was, I already existed. I am. God was before the beginning. So the very first thing that you and I are invited to do with our text, this blank space this morning, is to write the word God, the Father, the first person of the Trinity, above Genesis in that white space. But then there's more. Because in the New Testament, the first verse of John's Gospel says, in the beginning was the Word. And if you wonder what the word was, 14 verses later it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And if you're still a little confused, later on St. Paul says, all things were created through Jesus Christ. So the second thing we're invited to do with this blank space is to write the word Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, in this blank space. And you see the implications of this second name in the blank space. It means that the virgin birth was not an accident. It means that the cross was not some last-ditch effort to save a situation that had gotten out of control. It means that Easter is not just an option. It means that all of these things were in the mind of God from before the beginning. There's one last thing to do with our text for this morning, this blank space. One last name we're invited to write up there. And there's a little hint in Psalm 139 where the author says, Even before a word was on my tongue, O Lord, you knew it. And then St. Paul later on gets a lot more specific. He says, God chose you and me before the foundation of the world. So I am authorized this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to invite you to write your name in this blank space above the word Genesis and to understand that from before the beginning, the purpose of God is to be available to you and to me by name. God had you in mind while the Spirit was moving over the face of the deep. God had you in mind while Abraham and Sarah were having their baby. God had you in mind while David was writing the 23rd Psalm. God had you in mind 
while Jesus as a little boy was playing on the floor of his father's carpentry shop. God, and this is the most amazing thing of all, he had you in his mind, specifically by name, as he hung on the cross. God had you in mind and all of the pain you may have had over loved ones who have died when he walked out of that tomb alive. God had you in mind while Martin Luther was nailing those theses to the Wittenberg door. God had you in mind while Dietrich Bonhoeffer was writing a book on grace in a Nazi prison. God had you in mind when your mom and dad were little kids. God had you in mind while you were getting dressed this morning. And God has you by name in his mind right now. That's what this space is all about. That is the news of Trinity Sunday. God has always had you in mind. And God is available. The last thing I want to say is that it cost God a lot to love you and me like that. And so I want to end with a little story about how much it costs God to be available to enter into our experience and to love us this morning. The story comes from a book titled Tattoos on the Heart. And the book is about the experiences of a Roman Catholic priest named Father Gregory Boyle who works with gangs in Los Angeles. And in the book, Father Boyle describes a day where he goes to visit a jail for teenagers. And he's getting to know a 15-year-old boy named Rigo. And Father Boyle is asking Rigo about his family and his life. And when he asks Rigo about his father, Rigo says, oh, he's in prison right now. He barely ever lived with us. Now here is the rest of the conversation. Father Boyle asks Rigo, what about your mom? And Rigo points some distance to a tiny woman who's standing in a door. And Rigo says, that's her over there. He pauses for a beat and he says, there's no one like her. And then some slide appears in Rigo's mind and a thought occurs. Rigo says, I've been locked up here for more than a year and a half and she comes to see me every Sunday. You know how many buses she takes every Sunday? to visit my sorry butt. And then, uh, quite unexpectedly, he starts to sob. And it takes him some time to reclaim his breath and be able to speak. And then he does, gasping through his tears. He says, seven buses. She takes seven buses to get here and seven to go home every Sunday. Can you imagine? Our three-in-one God, from the Father, in the person of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, takes a lot of buses to get to you and me by name this morning. An incarnation bus, a crucifixion bus, a resurrection bus, a Pentecost bus, and a lot more. Can you imagine? So may you and I know this morning that our names are written above Genesis 1-1. And may we be able to place ourselves 
and everything that lies ahead, whatever it may be, into the grace-filled hands of our available seven-bus, three-person God. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.